Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Bill's beat reporter Sal Capaccio is with us on the WBEN Truck Hair College Live Line from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine, which gets going today. And Sal, we heard from Coach Sean McDermott yesterday, and he talked about new defensive coordinator Bobby Babbage. Did he give any indication who is going to be calling defensive plays this season? No, that's still up in the air. And by the way, good morning to you guys. I, I would say no more Punxsutawney Phil. When the ice boom gets removed, that's when we know spring is here, right? That's how we should always just remember so. around I the country. So. <laughs> For sure. Um, no, Susan, he, he said they're still working through it. You know, I thought it was interesting last year when Leslie Frazier stepped away as defensive coordinator. We kind of found out right away. Now, it wasn't official, but we kind of had an inkling that Sean was going to call the defensive plays. It's been a month now, and... We don't have that inkling. So I'm wondering if this is trending towards Babich actually calling defensive plays. Uh, but he was asked yesterday. He said they're still working through it. They'll take step by step. I'm sure they're going to go to you know camp and I should say OTAs and you know mini camp. And you know we might not even know until then, and like maybe not even until training camp. To be quite honest, I you know, Sal, could that work? Could they ever do that job in tandem, or would that just be impossible given you know how quickly things move in a game? I don't think you could do it in tandem on a game-to-game play-by-play on a, in a one-game play-by-play basis, um, Brian. I think that at times Sean McDermott, there was once at least maybe twice where he actually did take over the play-calling duties from Leslie Frazier, um, you know. But that really kind of happens either hey at halftime I got to start doing this or next week I'm going to do it. But in a game situation, play-by-play, that would be very tough because of like you said how fast things are moving. You know, he also talked about winning a Super Bowl, saying it's a matter of when, not if, they win a Super Bowl, which almost seemed out of character for him. What did you think? Uh, sure. I mean, that was actually, he had a, he did an interview with uh, Tim Graham, the athletic, uh, uh, on Sundays when he said that. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. But, you know, that's what drives Sean all the time. And, um, you know, what he... You know, says, you know, he gets up for it to, you know, to try and win. And if you're not, if you're not winning, you should be learning, not losing. Right. That's why he always says it. But um, yeah, I just think that that was more of a, a more of a deeper one on one interview we had. And um, sometimes you get those kinds of responses in those situations. He talked again about explosive plays. Right. And Sal, we talked yesterday about receiver right kind of maybe being one of these areas where the bills might look and might need some help and we'll be looking in the draft looking at some players at the combine what is it about the outlook this year everyone seems to be talking about wide receivers in this draft what's going to be left on the bone when the bills are up to pick 
Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. I mean, you. This is one of the deepest wide receiver classes in draft history, according to most of the uh, you know people who really you know get deep into the draft. And I think that's been a trend over the last few years, Brian. Which is wide receiver has been a position where I think the the way the game has changed, the lower levels, high school, Pop Warner, even so many you know player, so, so so many ways to throw the ball to get people involved, the athletes on the field. That now you're getting into the NFL, and there's just so many to choose from. And they all have different kind of traits. You have big ones and tall ones and shorter ones and faster ones and you know hands and good route runners and all that. By the time the Bills get to 28, they're gonna have their pick. I mean, of I mean, they're not gonna, not gonna have maybe you know Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors. These are the top guys at the top. But there's going to be some real good players. And in fact, I'll say they could do it again. They could go second round, third round. There's going to be a lot of deep guys here. And, you know, McDermott yesterday spoke about the importance of explosive plays. He said this, really, you go back to January after the season ended and player acquisition and explosive plays and how important it is to have, you know, a player two in a drive where you can get the ball down the field. The Bills were 19th in the league with 20 plus yard passes last year. They got to improve on that. But he talked yesterday, I thought, interesting about, well, you can either throw it down there or catch it and run it down there rack or run after catch but I think do think it's an area they're really going to concentrate on this this offseason especially in the draft what did he have to say about being appointed to the NFL competition committee it's a really prestigious appointment um you know this is something that Roger Goodell appoints you to and you have to think about the people on the committee Rich McKay who's been in this league so long and his dad Jim McKay as a uh, was around many many years in the NFL and he's the CEO of the Atlanta Falcons he's the chairman of the competition committee Stephen Jones you know Jerry Jones son CEO of the Cowboys president John Mara of the Giants now you have Sean McDermott Mike Tomlin's been on for a while so he really talked about being humbled to be even asked on it this is a very important position so the competition committee gets together this week they'll discuss a lot of different rules and changes and things that come up throughout the year that now they'll kind of take that data discuss it and then if there's momentum enough they'll bring it to the owners next month at the owners meetings to vote on any possible rules changes kickoffs because of the high rate of concussions on that play but not wanting to take the play out of the game how do you do that fumbling through the end zone has been a big one people think it's too punitive to say you fumble through the end zone you lose the ball the other team gets it at their 20 it's a touchback some people think that's too harsh the push the tush push right the play where everybody talks about the eagles the bills run it successfully there's a lot of things they talk about and that we're going to you know, replay technology, health and safety, um, equipment, all that stuff will come out of these meetings to get pushed to the agenda with the owners next month and possible rules changes. So he he's very humbled that that happened. He said he got a text from Troy Vincent, um, who's an executive in the NFL, and um, he thought they, he thought the Bills did something wrong, but he had to call him back. And when he did, he was asked to be on the committee, and he said it was a, a really prestigious honor. And Bill Polian even texted him and said – how, hey, this is so important. You're a steward of the game for the next you know, generation. Who would have thought 10 years ago you'd have a Bills coach tenured long enough to be on that committee? Right. right. I mean, that's <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it? Uh, kind of. Hey, what do you think about that rule, fumbling through the end zone? I don't like it. I do think it's too punitive. But but now that said, I hear, this is why you do these things, Brian, which is I, Sean McDermott talked about this yesterday, and I know that other people on the committee talk about it. I don't think there's a lot of momentum to change it because they say, look, it's not a play that happens all the time. It's once every, what, 10 or 11 games you'll see something. I don't know what the rate is, but it's – and 
it's on the player to protect the ball. I mean, that's part of football. Protect the ball. You're not supposed to fumble. If you do, it's punitive. But I do think it seems a little too punitive to give up the ball and take – it's the only spot on the field where that happens. Yeah. If it goes out of bounds anywhere else, you keep it. So I, it's really interesting to me, that, that discussion. You know why I love it, Sal? It's one of these plays in football that when you're watching a game – I mean, you know, if it happens to your team, you're going to hate it. But it's one of those – you're watching a game like when it happened, that Ravens playoff game where it happens and everyone just goes, oh, like he did the thing and because it happens so infrequently and you know everyone knows kind of the rule and it's a little bit of excitement in the game. I understand that completely. And what's interesting is, remember, the Bills benefited from that rule against the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. when the Chiefs fumbled right at the goal line out of the end zone. And I even asked this to Sean McDermott yesterday, guys. I said, I know your team benefited, but what do you think? And you know, McDermott acknowledged his team benefited, but said, you know, it is a coaching point. You have to hold on to the ball. It's on the player. So I wonder if um, that's actually even going to have any momentum at all to be discussed at the owners meetings. It feels like that might not actually, and they're just going to leave it as is. All right. Hey, Sale, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning after Brandon Bean speaks later today. Yeah, you got it. First full day of the combine today. Players are arriving, defensive ends, uh, defensive, uh, defensive linemen and linebackers. Brandon Bean at 1.15 p.m. today and a lot going on. All right. Sale Capaccio, Bill's beat reporter. At the NFL Combine. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.